Kaczynski, the author of Living Without Fear and the co-publisher of the Amazon best-selling Inspired Journey. Get in touch with me if you want to start living without fear or writing your book. And please share this podcast with a friend who you know needs to hear this episode and subscribe to my YouTube channel. If you're listening on a podcast platform, you can do me a great favor by writing a short review or rate it with five stars if you enjoyed it. And I cannot believe it. I have already people from 71 countries who have been listening to Living Without Fear. Isn't this amazing? And one more thing, I will start with online book reading events on Living Without Fear soon. So go to www.swissmatestory.ch slash readings to reserve your seat. And today I'm so excited to introduce you to Stephanie Christina Engeli. Stephanie is a dedicated feminine embodiment teacher, mentor and healer. She has guided countless women on their journey to their feminine essence. Her deepest desire is to invite women back into their bodies, reclaiming their innate power and living from the womb and heart. Stephanie combines embodiment, sensual dance, as well as Tao Tantric practices. She is a trained Theta healer and provides women a safe space so that they can open to their deepest fears, past trauma and limiting patterns and help them live a life of liberation joy and fulfillment. Welcome, welcome, dear Stephanie. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much. So let's jump right into the first <laughs> question, which is always, what has been your turning moment in your life, Stephanie? <laughs> I think it's such a beautiful question. And um, when I read it, I was thinking, okay, maybe there were more than one. But I think for me, um, the most important turning point in my life has, and it sounds really cliche, but it has been when I did my yoga teacher training um, around four to five years ago in Bali. Again, really cliche. Um, and, you know, I went there not even with, with the clear idea of I will teach afterwards or this will become my profession, but I just always knew that there needs to be something more. I want something more. And I don't want to be in my corporate job forever. Um, as I told you before, I used to be a dancer and dancing has been my passion. And there were many reasons for which I stopped um, pursuing that goal. Also, one part because I just wasn't good enough <laughs> to be a professional dancer, which is okay. And so I feel like I was always a bit on the search for what will it be and then I signed up for this yoga teacher training in Bali and I feel like all the pieces kind of fell together and what happened exactly in Bali why <laughs> did you think it was uh, the time to change your 
your journey or to, to take another path? Because you told me before you have been working in corporate, you even did an apprenticeship in a bank. Yeah, not really a not really a classical um, connection between teaching yoga and, and <laughs> banking. Um, it's also funny because I never like all the stuff around, um, I don't know, accounting or whatever. It was really never my thing. Um, but I feel like the, this change really happened within me. Um, in this, the, there was just a profound change happening. Um, or maybe even the change was already there. But this one month in Bali, it really opened up a space for me to truly step into who I actually am. And yeah, it really opened up the gates for me to to explore my, my spirituality, my spiritual pause, also my ability to teach. I used to teach dancing, like there were all these different aspects where I always was a teacher. And I just fell madly in love with yoga. I mean, I came back and it was just like yoga, yoga, yoga. <laughs> Everyone, we need to come. It's amazing. It's the best. And I think I was so passionate about it. And there was this momentum created that I it was just so easy. Like things just started to happen. I booked, I remember, I think I was still in Bali and I already reserved the, the, the studio for my first workshop. I was so lit up by that. And I had 30 people in the room, which nowadays I think, oh my God, this is insane. This is so great and amazing. And yeah, things really started to propel me forward from there. And as I said, it, I think it was really an inner journey of being more connected to myself and also of leaving some old identities behind that I was still carrying in corporate jobs, in my family, in, in all of my life, actually. Mm. Yeah. Who pushed you to the corporate world first? Was it your family? Did I hear right? Or was it yourself? I think, um, yeah, of course, my family wanted me to do something stable with foundation whatsoever. But when I started out, I was also, I was um, curious and I was really amazed by this world of working in an international company, being able to connect with lots of people. I always said, yeah, after my apprenticeship, um, I will study, I will go abroad, I will work in New York. <laughs> that was like really my idea actually back then. And yeah, then dancing came into my life and I realized, okay, I really love, and I think this has carried on until today. I love to work with the body and through the body. That's something that is essential and vital to me. And yeah, even though I was passionate about also in PR, writing, I still love writing. That's good for my work today as well. Um but I just feel like I always had this a bit, not entrepreneurial spirit, but I always knew I wanted to do my own thing. Yeah. Hmm. Beautiful how you always listened to your gut feeling, maybe I, I could yeah. call it so. And how come then you started yoga teaching and 
how did the healing or the, mm. the feminine essence come in? Yeah, I mean, I started teaching yoga and that was really, uh, I was just really swooned by yoga. Yoga was my everything. And I was really a dedicated practitioner, I would say. But what I think when I went to Bali, I also had this image that I go to Bali and I do this teacher training and then my life will just be unicorns and butterflies. You know, I'll just be <laughs> somewhere floating above and it will be all, no, nothing will trigger me again and so on. And then I came back and I realized it wasn't the case. <laughs> and it was a bit disappointing in that sense. Um, and you know what I've just realized over the different classes I taught and I also held this yoga and coaching workshop where we did some um, coaching tools and yoga and I just realized for me that yoga is a quite masculine practice or it can be it is extremely linear it is there are so many principles and for many women it's actually not really bringing them sustainably into the body I don't want to say it's not bringing you into the body but there are just many many more layers um and I think my biggest struggle has always been that I really struggled in romantic relationships this was really has carried on um basically until my I met my now partner who is amazing um <laughs> and this was really a bit my uh, yeah a really hard part of my life that has also suffered quite from it so nothing in that sense bad happened but I just kept on attracting men attracting men that were not really interested to commit or on and off and yeah I really suffered from that and I was looking for help and I did a three-month coaching with my first coach and I think there I first got to tap into feminine energy and I was like, oh my God, there's this whole big world that I as a woman have no clue of. And I was shocked by that. I was, <laughs> How is it possible? And I realized that a lot of my um, problems when it comes to relationships, romantic relationships, actually stemmed from me being in a very masculine driven mode, if you want to say so. Yeah. Wonderful. And Stephanie, if you need to describe this missing puzzle piece mm -hmm. you were finding in, in the um, body healing, embodiment healing, what, mm -hmm. you, you tell me better what it was exactly. <laughs> so how would you describe it? What was it that you found or you were missing? I feel like... Um especially in the spiritual self-development world we often reach out we, we, we look for something from the outside to help us to change us which I mean it's not a bad thing I think we all do it and I feel like for us as women they're just we function completely different to men and just this as a baseline is not it is not honored in the world that we live in. We have to function in a linear system. And as women, we are so non-linear. Our cycle, our hormones, our emotion, everything is a wild chaos and a wild flow. And it's beautiful, you know. Uh, I think for most or a lot of women, 
maybe if someone is listening like oh my god no i hate it or i hate my menstruation i hate my cycle i hate my emotions because it makes us not being able to function properly in this world and i think just the realization what it means to be a woman and how that plays into our lives and in that in our romantic and intimate relationships for me that's the missing puzzle piece and with that comes a remembrance because we can all remember it's not something outside it's it's within within our hearts within our wombs we we can recognize that again and i think that yeah of course that's why i do the work i do i think there's nothing more powerful than that do yeah. you remember stephanie what what is the most powerful exercise you did with your body and which really put yourself into your feminine energy <laughs> if I have to pick one <laughs> so for me the yoniac has been um, a game changer and my last coach also trained me in giving those initiations and yeah, I think it's an extremely powerful practice. It's kind of a pelvic floor practice, but really energetic and spiritual. Um, but then for me, mainly embodiment. So I teach a lot of nonlinear movement where you, for example, get on all fours and you really just start moving nonlinear. And there is no right or wrong. There's no asana shape like in yoga you have to take. Um, and that's basically one of the main practices I give the women I work with to start off, as well as breast massage. So now I named three. <laughs> as a very uh, intellectual person, I, I would love to, to get something from you. Maybe I'm pushing you too much. Excuse me if so, <laughs> if I'm doing so, but... I mean, I've been in, in my intellect for many, many decades and coming to my body has happened only in the last few years or so. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, what, what would you tell other women who are as intellectual as I am maybe to, what can they, how can they start? Yeah. For me, how to start is, or let's say my clients, no matter if, as you said, they are in the beginning stage or they've lived in their minds forever. And I also have a lot of very young women who only live here um, from the shoulders upwards. And, but then I also have some who, who do all the practices, but they still feel like it's not working. And I think the first thing to say, it's really, it's a lifelong practice of deconditioning, living from the mind and dropping into the body. And I really love to work with the womb. So really, and you can just right now, if you're listening, <laughs> you can really see if you can be aware, get aware of where your energy currently is. Is it from your shoulders upwards? Is it in your heart? Is it I always say um, belly button downwards and just being able, um, taking a moment to observe that. And maybe with your next exhalation, you can just soften a bit and give an exhale out of your mouth. 
and see if you can let the energy and your awareness just dropping further down into your body. And that can be now that you move into your heart. Maybe you're moving into your womb or lower belly if that feels more comfortable for you as a word. And imagining like beautiful dark red color floating in at the crown of your head. And moving down, like painting your body alongside your head, your neck, your shoulders, through your heart, your spine, your belly. And then just being gathered in your pelvic bowl, in your lower belly. Just imagining all this beautiful dark red color flowing in there. And maybe you have another color that feels beautiful, some gold. And just allow with every exhale to grow heavier and heavier and heavier. And let yourself be pulled down into the earth, into the ground. Feeling your thighs, your knees, your shins, your feet. And with every exhalation, surrendering the mind and allowing to reside in the body. And that's basically the magic. <laughs> that's, that's it. You can repeat it a million times. I also do that when I realize, okay, go up into my mind thinking about something or going in loops of thoughts just bringing the energy back down and it truly is a practice because no one has taught us to do so and so in the beginning it might be annoying and also sometimes have clients who are like oh my god so done with it stephanie yeah but that's that's the practice and that's the whole mystery around it and of course there are many other practices but in essence this is it and it's about the second step is about learning to live from that space instead of always bringing the energy up because in polarity teachings or fa feminine masculine energy teachings we say masculine energy is shoulders upwards and is usually up and out so a lot of spiritual teachings are also ascending up and out but the feminine she doesn't ascend she descends um and this is also why certain especially new age practices can can be beautiful for women but it can also bring all the energy up again and so we really want to bring the energy down and you can do that everywhere you can do that in the morning when you make your coffee to become aware of your feet and your hips draw some hip circle everything that incorporates your hips and just moving is perfect or maybe you're somewhere i don't know at the supermarket and you just um bring your awareness into the lower part of your body wow wonderful <laughs> thank you thank you so much i didn't expect to to get into my body so quickly i really that's amazing felt grounded and what you said it's it's only practice i i think this is this is what i'm missing too i admit practicing more to yeah 
go inward inward I do but into really feel into my body I think yeah that that was a beautiful beautiful reminder Stephanie to thank you to practice wherever I I am and yeah. you are as listeners yeah beautiful <laughs> <laughs> that was nice yeah yeah so I, I think it's impressive the journey you you made until here and you guided me so beautifully into my body it's well when you think back when you were 20 or so what do you think how your life will turn out or what did you think of your life that's a good question I think when I was 20, I was still a bit in that, not corporate dream, but yeah, kind of a little bit in that I'm going to go abroad. I always loved New York, and this is also where I stayed for my dancing. So I was like, yeah, I will be in New York and um, do all those things. And it's interesting because actually I like to be way more staying at one place than <laughs> I'm not that nomadic. I think in general, I'm a really, really grounded person. So maybe that also comes with it. And yeah, I think back then I would have never thought that I would be a yoga teacher or a women's mentor. But on the other side, that I do really do my own thing. This is not su surprising for me right now. Um, I think that was always kind of clear to me. Mm. <laughs> what would you recommend to to others who still are at the place where they feel I'm not in the right spot. Mm. I need to do something else. What what helped you to to become what you became? Mm -hmm. I think I'm a a bad example because I just always had my intuitive hits and I just went for it. And mm. I know that not that not everyone is like that. I'm a Sagittarius and I just like to you know, I, I just really follow my, my passion. That has always been my thing. And I have actually a lot of women who in the time they work with me, they quit their jobs. Um, so that's really interesting. And I feel like the most important part, if you're at this crossroad, is to really tune into your heart and what is it that you really want? And maybe also ask yourself, for whom are you doing what you do? right now because i think oftentimes we do so many things not even for us um there's so many conditionings underlying and a lot of women i think especially yes struggle with owning their desires and stepping forward and of course it there is always courage involved it i don't think there is another way i think you must know best you wrote you wrote the book on that yes yeah of course A another point i'd like to go you said relationships you you have to quit a lot of or some relationships to to find something which suits you now how did yeah. did this go well i think after i came back from bali i just of course i think it's an experience that changes you profoundly and I had a lot of friendships falling away 
people falling away. I've also realized that I think in the past I was quite a people pleaser and I, I grew up as an only child and there was always a bit this conditioning of having to be really the good girl, the nice girl, please everyone, then people will like you, otherwise you're a spoiled brat. And that is really deeply imprinted within me or has been. And I feel like it was really a big liberation for me to honor myself, then by myself. And there were a few really, I mean, yeah, it's sad when friendships end or when relationships end. And I had a few really, really sad moments, but where I realized in the end, I have to choose myself. And there was one of my best friendships who, who really broke apart because of the path I chose. And it is so sad. And I still miss this person. She was my best friend for such a long time. But I still remember the moment of, look, I cannot change myself. So you, you like me more. I No, I have to stand by myself. And I think that's really essential in this journey. And I also know that every woman who is changing and moving forward she's everyone is going through those moments um and it's and not how, easy yeah so. and how about romantic relationship mm -hmm. there it's even more important to be your authentic self yeah yeah and i think there i mean it has been really an intense 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 healing journey for me and also getting clear or seeing my pattern of always attracting unavailable people and really facing that why do i why does this happen right it just the story kept on repeating itself and i think in all the aspects of my life i was always very courageous and in love maybe i wasn't that much um and it took quite some work also on the topics of self-worth and really honoring myself of no longer being available for for people who would just be there when it just suited them um and that was the code the three months coaching i did i did a lot of theta healing around this which i think is great for like all subconscious work and yeah before I met my partner I had a like really a one-year sabbatical of not no dates no like really nothing and I think he was great it really I approached everything completely different and he's everything I ever wanted so I actually just saw today um yeah wow how amazing <laughs> that is why did you attract men who weren't available before I think because uh, in a part I wasn't available myself or mm. I was afraid to really show myself really vulnerably what I could with everyone else, but not with a romantic partner. Um, I was afraid to really show my emotions. Always acted a bit cool with the ice princess. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I think, uh, yeah, there I wasn't clear myself. And then I think also I... I had this pattern of just falling in love with someone and but then wanting to make this happen so much that I would hold on to something that wasn't even existing in the end or not there. Um, mm. Yeah, of course, there are many layers to this, but I think a big part is always 
how available are you and how willing are you to really put yourself out there or give yourself into a relationship? Mm, that's a wonderful question mm -hmm. to ask oneself. Mm -hmm. mm. yeah. Beautiful. So what would, could you recommend to people who mm -hmm. want to start a new journey, a new relationship, a new you and you person <laughs> so what would be the three things you could give this person i would say number one it's all about your connection to yourself your heart your body as women especially your womb your body your heart and truly being able to listen to what is it that you actually want um The second thing is really giving space to those desires and really owning those desires because I feel like this is also something a lot of people struggle with or say, yeah, okay. I also recently had a client telling me, yeah, but then it was okay. And I asked her, is okay good enough for you? For me, it wouldn't. So, um, and the third one is to really follow inspired action. I think... And this for me has also to do with your connection to the body. If you get an impulse, act on it. There is no need to think about everything a million times. And maybe, okay, I'm also more impulsive. But I think it's just good to, if you feel like this is where I'm pulled to go for it. Nothing can happen. Like only good things can come from it. And sometimes we also need to make an experience like me with the dancing that I love. It wasn't the door for me. And it's totally fine you know but I did it and I had the best experience ever <laughs> hmm. yeah this would be my sweet point <laughs> so thank you thank you so much Stephanie for having been here with us thank you so much for having me it was an absolute pleasure <laughs> and thank you dear listener for spending your time with us and not giving up searching for answers to your questions and in case you feel worthless and nobody seems to like you we tell you you're awesome you're loving and you matter and please don't stop telling yourself these sentences hundreds and hundreds of times to get them in your system have an amazing day and talk to you next week